Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Last Factor Podcast. What is up, college lacrosse fans? You're watching the 90th episode of the Lax Factor Lacrosse Podcast. And today we're going to talk about breakout upperclassmen midfielders of 2020. And it's kind of hard to call these guys all breakout midfielders because they've all had success specifically last year, but all three of them have had success throughout their careers to a degree. But they're all looking at jumps in their production for 2020. And all three of them, none of them are household names, but they should be. And I think all three of them will be by the end of this season. Before I get into it, as always, be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, share the video with everybody to let them know what we're doing here. And as always, you can go to laxfactor.com, get yourself some swag, hats, t-shirts, mugs, whatever. You can watch uh, all these videos there to support us that way. And you can listen to the audio podcast as well. So first guy I want to talk about, I think uh, it, it would be wrong here if I didn't talk about a Syracuse lacrosse player as my first breakout upperclassman of 2020. So number 12, senior midfielder out of Syracuse, Jamie Trimboli. In 2020, Trimboli has been Syracuse's most consistent offensive threat. He has at least four points in every game this season, except Binghamton, where he had two goals, 17 goals, three helpers, 20 points overall, 47.2% shooting percentage, 69.4% on cage, and two game-winning goals. Over his career, Tromboli has always contributed at a high level right from the start. 2017, he was 13-2, and two, two game winners, one against Duke in OT. In 2018, he was 21-10, and 10, two game winners again, another one against Duke and in 2019 24 and 9 no game winners but six man up goals and the reasons I hold Tromboli in high regard he's clutch in big moments six game winning go- goals over his career with the and, and two this season with the remainder of the season left he puts shots on cage last season 65.7% on cage but only 24.2% shooting and this season so far 47.2% shooting percentage so he's improved to shooting a great deal this year and that that production has increased obviously he takes care of the ball he's averaged far under 1 turnover per game over the course of his career that includes 50 games played and 44 games started since he was a freshman uh, he's wanted to play for the orange forever he's all Trimboli has always wanted to be an orangeman he is now an orangeman and he's as glad as anyone to be there and you have to love that about a player and he's unselfish. He'll gladly share the spotlight, share the ball with his teammates, with his line mates, more specifically, uh, Dordovic and, and Curry. It's a really crowded midfield line, but they share the ball amazingly well together. And him being the senior most player on that squad, he, he kind of sets the example and everyone else has fallen in line. Uh, but when shit hits the fan, 
he he knows when to step up and to deliver and uh, he knows when to you know pretty much when he needs to be the man and he's done that well over the course of his career so in the end what's really not to love about Tromboli you know put, putting the world on notice this year so far as one of the best midfielders in the country on the best midfield line in the country uh, but he's been doing it since he you know since 2017 when he first stepped on campus it's just this year I think everyone's finally going to realize the the quality of player that this kid really is Another guy I want to talk about, number three, junior midfielder out of Denver, Jungle Jack Hanna. 2020, Hanna, he's been one of the best midfielders in the country overall, along with Tromboli. 17 goals, 10 helpers, 27 points, 30% shooting percentage, 17 GBs, one of the top scoring mids in the, in the nation, and he's he's been fairly efficient uh, so far this year. Six goals and a helper against Duke, four and one against Carolina, two and two against Notre Dame. So he's doing it on a big stage as well. He's been playing, uh, you know, just big ball for Denver so far this season. 2019, solid season, 16 goals, 18 helpers. He distributed the ball well. He had a terrible shooting percentage last year. Uh, it, it was at 18.4%, I think is what I have here in my notes. I, I think that is actually how bad it was. Uh, the things that I like about Hannah is big kid, 6'1", 205. He's not you know, a monster, but he's a good-sized midfielder, and he has a full toolbox. Dodger, he can go downhill. Uh, dodges down the alley well, wing dodge, X. He can re-dodge, you name it. He can carry the ball and create for himself. As a shooter, he has a cannon from outside. He can spot shoot, shoot on the run, shoot as a cutter. He's improved his shooting percentage overall and is currently sitting at 30.4% after having a terrible shooting percentage last year. He distributes the ball as well as any midfielder in the country. 18 assists in 2018, uh, and he's currently sitting with 10 assists now, just a third of the way through the season. So he's going to eclipse last year's assist output almost certainly. Uh, he's just an all-around generator of offense, both for himself and for others. And that's what you want to see out of a midfielder, especially a top-tier midfielder like this kid's becoming. Uh, he's improved between the boxes so far, 17 ground balls, but I mean, he only had 11 ground balls as a career high last year as a sophomore. So picking up 17 GBs this year, you know, a little bit more burn and just a lot more responsibility and he's stepping up. Uh, he's only a junior. So to put up the kind of production he's putting up, Denver gets to do this one more year with the kid after. So I like the fact that he's a junior as well. Hannah, he's emerged, you know, he emerged as a sophomore. He's not an unknown quantity. He's a known quantity. He's just not a household name, but his production is going to skyrocket this year i think in 2020 the sky's the sky's the limit for this kid i'm a, a big fan of jack Hanna, and the last guy i wanted to talk about number three junior midfielder out of cornell jonathan donville and he's had uh, he had a really solid junior year or uh, freshman year and a sophomore year but 2020 he's only a third of the way through the season and he's already well over halfway to eclipsing his point total from last year uh, last year, he put up 34 points with 13 goals and seven helpers. He had five goals against Albany to start the season out, two and three against High Point, three and one against Ohio State, including the game winner, two goals in this uh, big win over Penn State this past weekend. He's currently shooting 46.4%, so uh, that would buy far trash on his average over his first two seasons of 38%. Over his career, he's always factored 2018, 18, and 17 for 35 points, 2019, 20 goals, 14 helpers for 34 points. 
uh, 39 and 37% shooting percentages in, in those years, respectively. 2020 so far, 13 goals, seven helpers, and a 46.4% shooting percentage. The kid's been lights out. He's improved across every aspect of his game. He's a better dodger. He's a more efficient shooter, and he's taking a far larger role in terms of leadership on this team, you know, helping Tete, Piatelli, Salvatore, uh, Erlen. You know, no wonder uh, Cornell is currently undefeated and sitting at number two in the, or are they number two in the country? I can't remember what they are, but no wonder they're doing so well so far in 2020, especially they, they were good last year. They just pl- had to play in a brutal Ivy. And it looks like this year they may be able to get over that hump and, and become one of the top three teams in the Ivy, which means this year, three teams from the Ivy could end up in the NCAA tournament. So that's what Cornell's hoping for. And they have uh, Jonathan Donville to partly thanks. Uh, they have Jonathan Donville to thank for that, partly. Obviously, Piatelli, T, uh, all those guys are doing a great job. But Donville uh, just doing a good job, and he's going to have a breakout season, and I think everybody is going to know his name. It's what we all want. We all just want someone to know our name and recognize us. So that is it for this episode. Uh, we wanted to change it up a little bit. No more two recaps per week. We're just going to do one on Monday. And then Tuesday is going to just be a feature where we get to talk about some players and some other weird crap like that. So that is all. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and be sure to share this video with people and go to laxfactor.com and you can get yourself some swag, mugs, hats, t-shirts, whatever, you name it. We got all sorts of t-shirts. We're constantly adding new t-shirts to laxfactor.com. Not just Lax Factor podcast themed t-shirts, but also just, you know, random lacrosse themed t-shirts and things like that. So be sure to check out laxfactor.com and uh, you can listen to the audio version of this podcast if you're big into that on anchor.fm forward slash laxfactor or just go to our website and we put them all there as well. So that's it. As always, thank you very much. And Hoost is out.